Welcome to The Filmesteins, the podcast where we discuss all things movies. Join us as we dive deep into the latest releases, revisit classic films, and explore the art of cinema. Whether you're a film fanatic or just love a good flick, we've got you covered. From Hollywood blockbusters to indie gems, we'll be breaking down the storytelling, cinematography, and everything in between. So grab some popcorn, sit back, and get ready for some cinematic magic. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash We offer tiers at the $1, $5, and $20 level. We're the $5 tier grants the ability to request films for future episodes. This is the Film Steins, where movies are more than just entertainment, they're an experience. They're an experience all around you. And welcome back to another great episode of the Film Steins. Thank you for joining us today. It's a wonderful day out there. You sound so sleepy. Is it my, do I have a raspy voice? I'm joined today by my creepy crawly friend <laughs> lucy hello everyone hello good morning good morning jesus christ i don't know if we've ever filmed in the morning you can join us every monday wednesday and friday not in the morning because yep. the episodes go live around lunchtime or a little bit after but you can join us those days for new episodes of the film recently we covered oppenheimer Meg 2, Barbie, Evil Dead Rise. I just like that movie. It's been on my mind recently. I keep bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Bo's Afraid. Go watch that. Stop by our Patreon and give us a dollar. We're trying to eat here. would be much appreciated so we can continue making. Oh. What? <laughs> we have a special episode today, though, because this is another film that scratches something in you that just can't be f- really satisfied, right? You like m- monster, you you like big animal killing movies. Yep. Not necessarily kaiju, not just yeah, not li- I guess yeah, not, not literally. Yeah. yeah. Kaiju movies, but yeah, we uh what the watch piranha at some point. That's one of the iconic films of this genre. Lake Placid. Have you seen that one? That one's not very good. That one. That movie's kind of for children. I don't think I've seen that. No, yeah. it doesn't sound familiar. That used to be a favorite of mine when I was a kid. It's about an alligator. It might be a crocodile. I'm not sure of it. This old woman's taking care of an alligator in Lake Placid. And it's like a huge alligator. It's like 25 feet long and it is a major problem. But today we are crawling. We are crawling. Today we are covering... A different alligator movie, Crawl, 2019's Crawl, directed by everybody's favorite French director, Alessandra Aja. You know some French? How do you say it? Sure, let's go. Let's go with that. He's he's a mildly famous horror director, actually. He did one of the Piranha movies. He did Hills Have Eyes. Got some, he's got some horror chops, and that definitely shows here because this movie has some vision, has some direction, doesn't it? This movie knows exactly what it is, and it hits uh, every note it can. Crawl. We saw this in theaters when it came out years ago. That was cool. I don't remember the experience in any way, but I remember going. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it being, I mean, I, I loved it when we first watched it. It was super suspenseful. I wouldn't exactly I wouldn't exactly put it in the horror genre, maybe more in the suspense genre. Yeah, it really it takes 
a road jaws kind of turn in that way. But I just remember being on the edge of my seat the whole, the whole time. And then I was on the edge of my seat the whole time here, watching it again. And it's, it's still amazing. It's still great. Great movie. Good job. All right. That's it, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Filmsteins podcast. Everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, no, I, I liked this movie quite a bit, too, when we first saw it and now. Okay, good. It It's, um, some of the CG obviously sucks, but that's... It's there's so much practical, so many practical effects that it's it's very easy to not focus on that at all. You know what CG sucked? The a lot of the the alligators. The alligators didn't look amazing. They look they look fine. Okay, I I thought they looked you know decent. They look pretty good. I would be scared of them. The how you want to put it, like the horizon of the area, like anything that wasn't. The focal point of what was being shot, the surrounding area looked really bad. It did. Yeah. Well, it didn't look really bad. Excuse, I mean, it didn't really. I, that's hyperbolic, of course, but it, it definitely was like, oh, I shouldn't be looking there. <laughs> I should be looking where they want me to look, kind of thing. And it's kind of interesting because this film, obviously, uh, well, maybe not so obvious. Maybe you'll come to learn that this film very cheaply made. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. This film was, uh oh. I did not put cheaply made. All right, re <laughs> recalibrate your mind. Oh no! Oh my, let me subtract one number here. Yeah, we haven't. We don't cover since we've been doing the budget game. We haven't covered any horror movies. We did in the beginning cover uh, several horror movies or horror esque yeah movies. I should say horror adjacent, right? Uh, this fits that boat, and so that they tend horror t- films tend to be pretty cheap to make like hereditary costs you know 10 million i think evil dead rise costs 15 million or 20 million well shit if that's what those costs i'm way off here in my budget guess but I'll go ahead and give us your budget guess for real your, the initial one and then throughout the episode you can reevaluate. well well i was originally thinking 100 million but right. i was like no that's way too high i don't think this this movie would cross the 100, you know, the three digits. Yeah, so that was that was originally my thought. And then I was thinking, no, that's too high. I don't think this would cross a three-digit, you know, budget number here. So I, I brought it down to 75. Now you're saying that. So 75 is my, my written-down budget guess okay. before we started recording. Now with you saying that Hereditary and the other ones were 10 million... 10 15 million now i'm like well this probably needed like 1 million or something shit so let me let me reevaluate throughout but 75 million was what i was thinking here that would be that'd be quite the budget i mean it was distributed by paramount so that's not the craziest number coming out of them and i'm assuming there was a lot of cg with the alligators and the storm but that's pretty much it. And we didn't go filming in crazy locations. We basically stayed underneath one house. What, half the movie? More than half the movie? So, uh, yeah, let me reevaluate that. So I feel like this film has a lot of Meg inner energy in that it knows exactly what it is. 
it throws you into the mix immediately. We don't really have an Mission Impossible thing going on here, obviously, but we're immediately dealing with this, our main character, what's her name, Haley? Yeah. Driving through a storm, driving into, you know, ostensibly a hurricane. <laughs> a hurricane. No, not, not a storm. Uh, what is it? A Category 5 hurricane. Yeah. And she's like, you know, the cops try to tell her to turn around and she's like, nah, I'm good, you know, and she keeps, she just, she swings by him and stuff and, you know, so things are, the moment she leaves her college setting, whatever that is, where she's swimming. Yeah. You know, we're throwing, we're, we're in the mix now, we're in it. And I, I appreciate that. And it carries all that, that, that energy is carried all the way through, just like the Meg. And it's, I, you know, I'm a sucker for a complete vision you know yeah it's almost like on paper this movie wouldn't it this movie wouldn't sound great you know this girl who is on a swim team so she's a good swimmer goes and finds her dad who won't answer their calls and in a hurricane category five hurricane and they get trapped with alligators and they fight them off. It's like, what? No, this is insane. Why why would anybody why would anybody want to watch this? But they did a fucking good job. They and did a good job. I saw the trailer. I remember seeing the trailer. I remember wanting to go see this. I'm like, hey, that looks actually pretty cool. Let me go see what that's about. Especially after um I don't know when Don't Breathe came out. Maybe twenty eighteen. I was going to say, I think, 2016, probably. Yeah, Don't Breathe came out in 2016. So, after Don't Breathe came out, I was really into, like, kind of suspenseful movies like that. Yeah, they're, I get that. It's kind of, they're horror adjacent. They're not quite. Yeah, they're not quite horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I see that. I guess they call that thriller, but thriller also pulls at, you know, those, like, like that film we watched by, I think it was a, it was Denis Villeneuve's Prisoners with the with Jake Gyllenhaal and Wolverine. Yeah, that's more thriller. Yeah, that's like what when I think of thriller, that's what I kind of think of. But yeah. I guess this these still kind of fit that bill. But because but I wouldn't call that horror adjacent either. You know, that's that's like right. hardcore thriller. You know, David Fincher thriller. And yeah, I like. I guess I. What film did you just say? Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, I guess I like. That horror Jason genre too. I don't. I'm not super familiar with it. The only film that comes to my mind is the Shia LaBeouf Disturbia or Disturbed or whatever it's called, where he's like looking into this old guy's house, and he's the old guy's like doing weird shit, and Shia LaBeouf's character is like thinks he's got people like trapped in his basement or his garage or something, mm-hmm. and so he tries to break into his house and look around and stuff, and you know, and then. He bites off more than he can chew. Obviously, it's you know otherwise there wouldn't be a movie. But <laughs> I thought you were even saying there was nothing there. That would be what? crazy too, and <laughs> totally unexpected. Yeah, and like movies like Hush. Hush, yeah, Hush was very very suspenseful. Yeah, I almost Hush my mind a little more horror like because you have someone breaking in the house. You know, there's a little bit more of a horrific element there versus, I guess, Don't Breathe, which is definitely like its well, weird counterpart. Yeah, but they are, but our protagonists are breaking into. A, That's true. Instead of the an antagonist breaking into That's the true. house, That's you true. know. 
So it's kind of a funny distinction there. But yeah, those are weird contemporary movies. We have a blind guy and we have someone who can't hear. A, a deaf person. Isn't that weird? That those came weird. out like I think pretty similar time to... I saw Hush. I did see Hush. Yeah, Hush Before. was on Netflix, right? I don't know if it came out. Oh, was it just Netflix? Was that a Netflix movie? I, I don't know. I, that's where I saw it. And I don't remember seeing it in the movie theater but or advertised or anything. Yeah, I have no idea where I saw it or how I heard about it. I may have heard about it through through you. I remember I watched it with a friend in college, though. Yeah, I guess Hush was also 2016. Hush and Don't Breathe would be a good combo of movies to cover. Yes. <laughs> Not Don't Breathe 2, though. That movie's kind of garbage. Yep. I don't really want to watch that again. So, this movie was filmed in Serbia. In where? Serbia. What does that mean? That's a country. Oh, <laughs> I know that was like a fancy camera or some shit. No, they filmed it with an RE camera. Uh, One of the RE cameras. I don't. Right. I'm not familiar with RE cameras. I'm not familiar with cameras. I should say. Why did they film there? Was that cheap? I think the guys who wrote this are from there. Oh. And so, is it is it cheap to film in Serbia? Of course, of course it is. As long as you're not in the United States, it's cheap to film. It's cheap to do pretty much anything. So if I want to film a movie, I should go outside the U.S. Absolutely, and if you really want to, you know, um, get get the most bang for your buck, film in maybe central, some Central American, South American countries. Maybe you gotta be careful. Some of them, some of the countries you are being taken advantage of are probably the easier countries to get cheap labor in because they're you know already being taken advantage of. You know, like like China. Of course, but if you really want to make a film, you might want to film in India, probably because that's, I imagine that's probably where you can get most bang for your buck because you also are having this, it's like, you know, it's, I guess it's the biggest developing country. So there also, there's also the kind of creative drive that's might make people want to work there, but all at the same time, or work with you, but at the same time, there is this weird xenocentricness with Indian with I guess just India, you know, that's I guess where Bollywood comes from, right? They had this they had this tendency to reject Western movies, and they came up with their own Hollywood. And there's there's a lot of Indian movies out there. No no country makes more movies than India, which is hilarious because we don't really get any of those. And they're famous for remaking classic films with you know the Indian thing with the Bollywood thing, which is pretty cool. It's like they're reverse engineering films. <laughs> there was that. I think there was a uh, a Forrest Gump Indian remake on Netflix at one point. Yeah, you told me about that. I was curious to watch it, but I don't. Rem- I don't remember if they still have it on Netflix or not. But that'd be. I mean, that that's pretty cool to do. I guess it's almost like these Disney live remakes. Hopefully, India's doing a better job. Than Disney remaking their own movies. I bet they are. I'd be willing to bet India makes at this point makes much better movies than Disney. <laughs> I they've... mean, just take our you know probably top five all time favorite movie. I don't see a Disney movie in there. Well, mine mine might have a Disney movie in there. It might. We'll see. Yeah, no, my top my top hundred probably doesn't have a Disney movie in there. Not to sound like I'm anti-Disney or anything, but you're not anti-Disney this whole time. Mm-mm, no, I. What? 
I have a lot of faith in Disney. What did we just cover that was gave me faith in Disney? Oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I don't know. Well, that's done. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it counts. I I can give I'll give it to him. Marvel's definitely that high water mark for modern Disney, I think. But yeah, if you want to make a movie, go to a developing country, basically. Well, I don't plan to make a movie anytime soon, but I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. And then if you want to make a horror movie, you know, you can, it's, you know, it's, you can make one pretty cheaply here, even, in the States. Mm. I don't, horror just tends to be a little cheaper. I don't know why, because they're, and maybe just the crew that it attracts is just a cheaper buy or something. I don't know, because horror movies, not, I mean, some are very cheaply done, right, but some are not, not really any different than the Meg, you know, and as far as like scale and production. If the Meg costs over $100 million, you're like, what? And, and a typical horror movie doesn't cost more than, I mean, probably max 20. Well, I'd say the Meg makes sense because of all the CG. Yeah, CG must cost more. I don't know, but it must. And then, you know, they did film in three. They filmed water scenes in three different settings, not to mention everything else that they needed to film. So, uh, you know, I I would say that kind of adds up because for the tank that they had to film in, they had to make it and they had to, you know, buy a wave maker. I'm not in the wave maker business here, so I don't know about how much that would cost, but I'm, I imagine they're really expensive because even our local pool doesn't have <laughs> a wave maker. Only only wave maker I've seen, honestly, not that I'm very traveled, but was at uh, the Volcano Bay at Universal Studios. And that was fucking awesome, even though I couldn't get in the water because I had an ear infection. I was so mad, but... That's funny. You yeah. know, so I imagine all that kind of stuff takes a lot of money and horror you have a lot of practical effects and i don't know i can't imagine blood being too expensive like fake blood depend i guess depends on how you make it but like in evil dead that was a lot of blood it's the most blood and any most fake blood in any movie ever made actually like, i'm sorry that didn't cost i think it was like thirteen thousand. Gallons, gallons or something like that. Oh my god! I, I think. Don't quote me. It was a fuck ton. It was more than any other movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, maybe comparing it to something like, maybe like Dunkirk. You know, where well, I don't know. It's it's. I know. I get it. It's hard. It's. I'm just. It just surprises me how cheap horror movies are. You know, because there's like. Oh, for sure. I feel like there's not. There's just not expensive horror movies. I just I don't know. Except Jaws, of course, but it's like that's arguably not really a horror film. But, but yeah, I mean, this film uh, was all created on a lot of it. I guess most of it was created on location in a couple warehouses. All the buildings were built out. The basement's real. The houses are real. The little the little cul-de-sac, the little street corner mm-hmm. with the gas station stuff, very real. Water, real. They had all these. They had a bunch of water tanks and were able to flood the house and everything slowly throughout Whoa, the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I assume they filmed this movie chronologically because they had to destroy things, basically. 
kind of like in Evil Dead Rise, yeah. which is which is cool because you know you just you don't think about that, but that takes some freaking planning, man. Yeah, and I imagine if you can film, if it makes sense, I know it's just completely impossible sometimes because of money and just trying to optimize your resources and people's time if you can film a movie chronologically it probably will be better because you know the characters can be totally immersed and get the you know try to get the best performance out of them because it's happening chronologically you know the way they experience time and everything but it's you know it's kind of a that's a that's a lot to ask if you're have all these different locations and sets and you got to build them out and everything because you if you if you got the house you know you should probably film everything in the house that you're gonna have for two weeks and then you can move on to the next mm-hmm. locations and stuff but what was your favorite part about this movie i don't know i don't think i have a favorite part it's all good it's all pretty good i mean i don't know once the alligators start getting involved it's all pretty good the uh, producers wanted the alligator to show up later but the director was like nope this is this is going to happen almost immediately good and good i like that it's pretty shocking when it just it just happens you're like oh shit we're here and then oh shit there's two and then oh shit there's a bunch and oh shit the everything's flooding yeah oh shit how are they going to get out you know it's a uh, it's quite the build up and it happens really quick it's a super short movie it's like an hour and 25 minutes or something like that not including credits and man it uh this is a this is a must watch for anyone who is a horror fan or horror adjacent fan this is a must watch this is one of my favorite movies like this that that kind of fit this animal animal being a problem kind of thing going on here and it's and it's just, I can't believe how effective it is. We have this girl who has basically one trait. Her dad has one trait. And you're just, you're throwing them into a scenario where they just, it's it's almost game show like where they say, all right, you got an hour to get out of this. Survive. <laughs> she can swim. He can't do anything. He's He's the luggage, <laughs> basically. I love that. I love that. And it's I can't believe it just it goes to show you this is a great film to study when you have an extremely high concept thing going on and it's just all right, make this an effective film. The uh director did say somewhere that they considered killing off the characters at the end that they just didn't escape. How would you feel about that? I would love that. I wish films fucking did that. Yeah, if they would have done that, then, you know, I I would have agreed more on the genre of horror. Okay, okay, that kind of makes it more horror if your people are getting killed off. And honestly, though, can you expect them to survive? We, I mean, we haven't, we didn't see them make it out. We didn't see them. How the fuck is the dad going to crawl on that helicopter, you know? His he he doesn't have an arm. I mean, that's basically fair. doesn't have a leg. Oh my god! I mean, that's fair. Do they even? We don't. The hell, we, is it up for interpretation? I, I think didn't the even, dog. Yeah, I think the dog survives. But. I didn't even think about that. I just was like, all right, they're they're good. Nope. But maybe not. Shit. Yeah. I didn't see him get on the thing. Exactly. You're right. You're I don't think the right. dog. I don't think the dad makes it. He is the dad is not making it. He's at least like he's got to bleed out. Are you yes. fucking joking me? You're right. He's got to bleed out. And then that 
helicopter needs to make it out of the storm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this girl has got both her arms. They weren't bit off like the dad's was, but they're severely damaged. Yeah, they her weren't mutilated as much as they should have been. Her her arms? Yeah. She got bit twice. She got barreled or death rolled, whatever they call it, in the water. Uh, she got bit several times. She should have been a little more mutilated. Yeah, but, you know, they didn't make them survive, I think. they Maybe they wanted you to feel like they survived, but you don't know. We didn't see them get pulled off. So Should I don't they know. have thrown the dog to the alligators? No. Why? For what? Maybe if, if the alligator was preventing them from crawling up the the uh, helicopter ladder thing, you know, I'd probably throw the dad. <laughs> he's, he's, he, I'm telling you, he's not making it. He's not making it. Like, all right, dad, take one for the team. You want me and Sugar to survive? All right. Sorry. And then you push him. What's he going to do? Grab you with his hand that he doesn't have? Remember when the little alligator hatched out of the egg? Yep. That was a practical effect. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I didn't know the water was real, too. So, I mean, it, it makes me appreciate this this movie even more. Yeah, and where the alligators were, they had... This is not untypical. It's not typical for something like Disney. But they had guys in green suits like pretending to be alligators and like holding a thing that had the shape of an alligator a green Mm -hmm. thing to kind of give you know to fit that in for the the post guys and uh i mean it looks a lot of it looks pretty good the locomotion of it and everything and how it moves in the water it's just crazy that the little mermaid looks it this movie just helps hit that home where (laughs) Why does the Little Mermaid look so bad? It's almost a two hundred million dollar movie. I can't. I can't begin to answer that. Someone needs to be fired or something. <laughs> Who did that? Rob Marshall. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he needs to be without a job. What? Well, you know, he should be without a. He should. He should no longer be directing. Of course. You want to go ahead and tell me your budget guess? Your newly improved budget guess? Ah, uh, I don't know, man. I guess I'll go. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't I I really don't know. You said 10 to 15, so I'll, I'll just go 10 to 15. But that's all I got. All right. All right. Sounds like I gave you the answer cuz it made third it was apparently 13 to 15. Ah. Really? Thank you <laughs> for giving me the answer. This movie was a a big hit for, you know, what it is. It made 91 million in the box office. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, they apparently they didn't let critics watch this early, which is kind of interesting. I would imagine like a film like this where it doesn't really have any history and it's coming from guys who are not, you know, super famous or anything or known for whatever, no big actors. I would imagine you'd want critics to get their hands on this a little earlier to start building that hype. But I I guess it didn't matter that much. They made a good bit of money, especially for Serbian dudes. They're probably some of the richest dudes in Serbia now. Good for them. <laughs> they deserve it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Well, I don't know what kind of economic state Serbia is. And well, I didn't even know it was a country, so, so yeah. <laughs> your guess is way better than mine. That's hilarious. All right, man. Well, you have any final thoughts for me? Go watch it. This is This is something that's definitely a watch. Definitely a recommend. 
Yeah, it's, and there's not a lot to say about it, and in, in that it it really embraces what it is. It shares a lot of similarities with that in the Meg. It's definitely less ambitious because, like you said, we spend you know almost two thirds of the film in the basement. So there's not you know it's kind of a cat and mouse thing going on and the with the water rising and stuff, and it's just really intense and it's really fun and it's just a good exercise and something every film student should study in that you can have a mega simple premise and having a, an extremely effective movie come out of it with just a little patience and then not to mention in just 80 minutes or so yeah that's awesome yep that's awesome we don't need two hours of whatever we're giving us this stupid dialogue between the dad and the daughter we yeah everything's we we know it. We know the relationship. We know that there's a sister. We know that there's this. They we give we give us a little history and texture here and there with like the the boyfriend of the sister who like you know he's trying to be friendly and everything and mm-hmm. her being a her, him being the coach and everything for her and say like, oh, okay I'm I'm good we're good that's we all got, we need yeah I, it's awesome I'm impressed I'm impressed would you what would you give this on your letterbox I don't know probably like a three. Easy, safe, maybe 3.5. So I haven't looked at my score since 2000. Um, when did the film come out? 19? Yep. And on my letterbox, it says I put a 2.5. Wow. And I'm like, and I look at that now, I'm like, all right, I'm fine with that. I'm still fine with that. I, that was my initial thought on that. Because mm. I'm, and I try to justify it down, of course, not up. And I can't, I just can't see, it's just too on point to be, I had too much fun and I was too on point and it was, there's, there's, there's some beauty in, you know, the, the filming and this, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on this film. I'm sold. This should be, this is one of those films I'm going to, you know, that I say every once in a while, this should be the baseline of filmmaking, you know, especially with how little was going on. It's just like, wow, they... They fucking nailed this. Speaking of which, there's a new season of Nailed It on Netflix. But thank you for watching this film with me. I had a great time watching this with you. Thank you for watching this with me. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to join us every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Do it. Leave a nice review for us on Apple Podcasts. Google, can you leave reviews on Google Podcasts? I don't know. Come to our Patreon, write in, write a post. Donate a dollar? All right. Everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap for today's episode of The Film of Steins. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on our cinematic journey. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some new insights and perspectives on the world of movies. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, especially Patreon, at patreon.com slash and follow us on social media for more film-related content. We love hearing from our listeners, so if you have any feedback, suggestions, movie recommendations, or book recommendations, please feel free to reach out to us. Until next time, keep watching, keep loving the magic of movies. This is the Film of Steins, signing off.